from Innovation Alley at Marquette University. I'm Chuck Swoboda, and this is Innovators on Tap, a show based on the idea that innovation is about leadership. It's a mindset to find a better way, and ultimately, it's about people. This podcast is designed to allow you to open your mind to new ideas and find ways to put those concepts to work and maybe even change the world. Welcome to season two of Innovators on Tap. We decided to create a mini series based on my new book, The Innovator's Spirit, with each episode exploring one of the key concepts. I will explore how it applied during my time at Cree, how other organizations have utilized some of these same ideas, and how you can implement these strategies into your own life to help you discover the mindset to pursue the impossible. I hope that you will actively engage with these episodes. And whether or not you're able to use all these concepts, I'm confident that you'll find some ideas that you can apply in your own life to enable you to embrace more risk, start to see problems as opportunities, and ultimately become more innovative. Episode two continues our journey to uncover your innovator spirit as we focus on solving problems that create real value. We'll go beyond innovation as a buzzword and understand the critical distinction between invention and innovation. We'll also explore the difference between features and benefits and question whether or not Apple is still innovative. That's what's on tap today. Enjoy. So what is innovation really? Wired Magazine described innovation as the most important and overused word in America and went on to call it the buzzword of the decade. With so many people talking about it, the word has lost its meaning to many of us. It's no wonder that so many of us struggle to do it. So let's step back for a moment and start with a definition. Innovation is something new that solves a customer problem and creates real value. And although most of us focus on new, that part is relatively easy. It's solving a problem and creating value that's the hard part. Consider this. There are more than 10 million patents that have been granted by the U.S. Patent Office, with more than 300,000 patents issued just in the last year. Yet the vast majority are not innovations. They are simply inventions. They are something new, but they don't solve a problem and create value. This distinction is important because what you do to invent something is different than what it takes to produce an innovation. So I want to highlight the difference with a real-world example. Apple, the company that many view as the gold standard for innovation. Apple was famously founded by Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak in a garage in Silicon Valley in 1976 to produce personal computers. Here is a clip of Steve Wozniak from an interview he did with the news story of the day, where he recounted the first time he met Steve Jobs. I had designed the computer and was building it in a garage down the street with a friend, and he said, you have to meet this other guy. He went to our high school, and his name is Steve Jobs, and he understands digital electronics, and he also plays pranks at the high school, which I was famous for. So Steve came over, and we met on the sidewalk, as I remember, and we just start asking each other, what did you do? What pranks did you do? And I would tell which ones I did. And then he, what did you do? You know, what have you done with electronics? And he built this, and I've designed all these computers. And and we just hit it off. 
They are the company that brought us the graphical user interface and the mouse when they launched the Macintosh in 1984. They brought digital music into our pockets with the iPod in 2001 and put the mobile internet and all of its capabilities in our hands with the iPhone in 2007, along with numerous other amazing products. In many cases, Apple didn't invent the technology that made these products possible, but they made them solve a problem and helped us see how they could create value in our lives. This is the same company that delivers so many successful products that they are the most valuable public company in the world with a stock market value of more than $1 trillion. To put that number in perspective, it exceeds the GDP of most countries. There is no question that the company is good at making products that people want to buy. But despite their tremendous success, do you think Apple is still innovative? Well, based on my definition, they're not, at least not anymore. Let me explain. Creating something new is what the team at Cree did every day. But new is simply a feature. And although engineers like me get very excited about new features, that's not what customers pay for. They pay for benefits that solve a problem in their lives. That's what creates value for them. I believe that while Apple continues to develop products that offer new features, most of those features don't solve a problem that any of us feel the need to address. And therefore, we're not rushing out to buy them like we used to. Let me give you a personal example. A couple of years ago, I asked my wife, Karen, if she wanted a new iPhone for her birthday. Now, before you get carried away and send me notes telling me that my first mistake was not getting her jewelry, which she would certainly agree with, I was trying to be practical and I wanted to get her something that would benefit her every day. I had noticed that her iPhone was three or four years old. I figured that she would love one of the newer models with all the great new features. But when I brought up the idea, she wasn't really interested. Here's how that conversation went. So Karen, why don't you want a new iPhone? Oh, I don't know. I just don't see the benefit. Why do you want to get me a new iPhone? I mean, it's got all these cool new features like facial recognition and, and other cool stuff. You don't want that? No, I don't want it to recognize my face. That's weird. I just want the battery to last longer. And this is Apple's innovation problem in a nutshell. While the company continues to offer new versions of their products, and they still make a lot of money, sales growth has slowed over the last couple of years because products like the iPhone are no longer innovative. While market saturation has partially contributed to this trend, I believe the main reason is that Apple has become focused on inventing new features that don't clearly solve problems that motivate consumers to upgrade their phones. They're still inventing, but they've stopped innovating. But it's not just Apple. We see this situation play out across history. And there's no better example than Thomas Edison and Nikola Tesla, two of the greatest inventors of all time. When people think of Tesla, they think of big ideas. He had ideas for earthquake machines, cameras that could take pictures of your thoughts, free wireless energy, and even a death beam. There is no doubt Tesla was an incredible inventor, but I'm not sure he was an innovator. Edison, on the other hand, wasn't best known for new ideas. He made existing technology better or found a way to commercialize other inventions. Many credit him with the first light bulb, but it was actually first patented in England in 1841. Edison didn't invent the light bulb. Instead, 
He made it better to the point that it could solve a real problem. And then he showed people how this light could improve their lives when most people were still using candles in their homes. He said that anything that won't sell, I don't want to invent. Its sale is proof of utility and utility is success. Edison went on to create the Edison Lighting Company at age 31 and help customers see the utility of electric light. And he didn't stop at the light bulb because the light bulb by itself couldn't solve a problem and create value unless people had ready access to electricity to power them. So he created an entire system that would transmit electricity and power lights across New York City. Once people started to see the benefit, literally with their own eyes, there was no stopping this innovation. So why is the distinction between invention and innovation so important? Because many people pursue inventions and then stop there, thinking that their work is done. But if you want your idea to really make a difference, you have to go beyond invention and create utility. And this distinction is not limited to products and technology. Innovation applies to all aspects of our lives. In fact, I believe that George Washington is one of the greatest innovators of his time. For what, you might ask? The concept of representative democracy that is still used today in the United States. You might argue that Washington didn't invent anything, that the idea was developed by Madison, Adams, Jefferson, and others. And you would be correct. But it was Washington who first led the country and then voluntarily walked away from the presidency after two terms, which led the peaceful transfer of power that turned this bold experiment into a value-creating reality. I want to challenge you to think of innovation broadly. It's not a process or about a product. It's a mindset. So let me show you what this looked like in practice so you can try it yourself. When I would sit in a new product review meeting, the team would often start with an overview of the technology and new product concept. And then I would ask a simple question. Why do you think the customer will care about this new product? Invariably, the team would list the many new features, but completely ignore the benefits to the customer. For example, when we were developing the first LEDs for lighting, we invented an LED that used a fraction of the energy and lasted 10 times longer than traditional light bulbs. That's what we thought the customer cared about. But when we tested that idea on real consumers, nobody cared. They didn't need a longer lasting light bulb and they weren't all that worried about how much energy it used. To them, those were features. It was then that we realized that the benefit of LED lighting is that it saves people money, which is a problem everyone can relate to. Once we focused on the benefits, we started to change an industry. And that's when LED lighting became an innovation. So my challenge to you, the next time you are working on a new product or idea, take a step back and ask yourself, what are the features that we're bringing to the customer? Then completely ignore what you just wrote down. And instead, ask yourself, why the customer should care about your idea. You have to convince them that your idea makes their lives better. 
So you either have to make them believe they have a problem or better yet, you show them how your idea solves a problem that they already have. When you stop thinking like an inventor and start acting like a customer, you see what really matters. And that is the only perspective that counts if you want to create a real innovation. If a customer doesn't care enough about your idea to be willing to pay for it, then your idea doesn't create value. Thank you for joining me today on part two of our journey to discovering the mindset to pursue the impossible. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And please share the podcast with your friends and colleagues, because I think we all know of things that could use some innovative thinking. Please feel free to contact us through our website at innovatorsontap.com. We're always open to new ideas or critical feedback. My belief as an innovator is anything you do today can be done better tomorrow. Let's go change the world.